Good morning, Sheila. How are you today? Wayne, it's another beautiful day outside and I'm enjoying the sunshine. How are you today? I'm doing well, thank you very much. And welcome to our listeners. Welcome to our second season of 27 Minutes with Sheila and Wayne, where we talk about skills that we have learned, forgotten, and or totally abandoned at some time on tips on how to be a better you while at work, play, or just life in general. And Sheila, I understand we have a special guest today. We do, and I'm so excited to be able to introduce Karen, who's with us here, Karen Trum. And I'm going to read her bio because I don't want to leave any of it out, so pardon me as I sound like I'm just memorizing something here. But Karen is the founder of To Illuminate LLC, which is an executive coaching firm. She's got over 20 years of experience and has held executive roles in a big four consulting firm as well as the public sector. She is an ICF certified coach, that's International Coach Federation, and she sees her purpose as helping professionals and executives to create results with mindfulness and self-compassion. Karen enjoys spending time with her husband, Tim, her family, and granddaughter, and she loves to walk and is an avid yoga practitioner and teacher. And welcome, Karen, for joining us on season two, number one of our podcast. Thank you so much, Sheila, and thank you, Wayne, for inviting me to be with you. I'm super excited to speak with you and your listeners. Thank you, and we are hey. too. And yes. Sheila, what word, what verb are we talking about today? Well, we put the burden on Karen's shoulders to select the verb today, and it is to notice. Aha, notice. Which we love, yes, yes. <laughs> All right, and Karen, may we ask you why you selected that verb? Absolutely. So if it's okay, um, I will backtrack just a little bit. And Sheila alluded to it when she introduced me, when she talked about my purpose, which is to help professionals come at and to create results with a sense of mindfulness and a sense of self-compassion. When I think about the concept of mindfulness, to me, it means to be fully in the present, fully in the now. And the first step to enable you to get to that is to notice what's around you. And so to me, when I, when I thought about a verb that would capture how do we become mindful, that notion of notice was the first thing that came to mind. And I actually practiced it this morning. You know, I woke up this morning and like, probably you did or, or or most of us do, my head was filled with everything that I had to do during the day. And while I was getting the dog ready and getting his food ready and getting my husband's food ready and getting my workout clothes ready, I was totally in my doing zone. And I walked outside, I opened the front door, the birds were singing, it had just finished raining, so there was this fine drizzle in the air and I noticed the drizzle, <laughs> I noticed the birds and I immediately let go of all the nonsense that was in my head and became fully enmeshed in the day and fully present. And so to me, that was that's the sense of mindfulness and the why I chose notice. It's just such a great word. <laughs> How delightful. Love it. Yes. <laughs> I like that. And Sheila, I'm sure you did a little bit of research and homework on the word notice. Would you like to share? You know, one of the steps that I took in my research was uh, by actually going to Karen's website, which is the number two, to illuminate.com. 
And um, illuminate is defined as making something visible or bright by shining the light on it and helping to clarify or explain. And I thought that was just a lovely description of what you've just described this morning, Karen, in terms of uh, noticing the beautiful morning and all the and 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 plugging yourself into the present moment. Yeah, and thank you. Go ahead, Sharon. I'm sorry. I mean, Karen. Sorry. No, I was just going to say that's. A, I love the. I love the the link that you drew between to illuminate and to notice. That's lovely. Thank you. Yeah. Karen, I was talking to Sheila this just before you came on and I said I had a event that happened to me today as I was walking, doing my walk. I walk about 3.7 miles a day and I was mindful of what was going on around me and I noticed something. And so I tried to intervene um, and I got chastised and applauded at the same time. So that was kind of fun and not so fun. But when I looked in the, in the dictionary, notice said to become aware of. And I was aware of my surroundings. So going back to your term, Karen, mindfulness, I was mindful of what was around me. And as I was walking down the street, I was about three driveways from an individual who was backing out of the driveway. At the same time, there was an oncoming car coming towards that driveway and the person driving the car out of the driveway did not see that car at all and continued to just back, back, back into their lane, into the other person's lane and try to start forward. Well, by this time, I was noticing that there's two vehicles going to converge on the same spot unless somebody does something. Um, one could be the other individual beeps the horn the other individual could become aware, or I could just say, hey, stop. And I pointed at the at one person who was who drive back down the driveway. And I was pointing at another car frantically, and she just kept going. And the other car mm -hmm. had to go towards the curb to evade mm -hmm. her. And then when I got closer, I'm still pointing to the right. And this person rolls down her window and she says, what are you doing? Why are you pointing at me? <laughs> I said, I'm not pointing at you. I'm pointing at the car that you almost hit or cut off mm. to your right. And she turns around and looks and she just drives off. And yeah. the person in the other car looks at me, shakes her head, puts her arms up and gives me the thank you nod and then drives away. So that was my experience of being mindful and noticing things this morning. <laughs> well, you know that Wayne. That's such that's such a terrific story, and um, you know, I know on, on on your podcasts you often talk about leadership and often talk about organizations, and that story actually reminds me of something that, as individuals, when we become aware of something, it, we have options of what to do with it. So we notice something. Mm. There's no judgment associated with the actual noticing. It's a seeing or a hearing, um, but there's no judgment. And then we have a choice as to what it is that we're going to do with that thing or that aspect that we've noticed. Sometimes it's internal to ourselves. And sometimes, as in your case, it is external to yourself. So if you think about a leader in an organization or a professional in an organization, noticing something about their work or noticing something about the organizational situation, they have the clarity now to do something about it. How they choose to proceed is, is up to them. And a key part of that is knowing what they can control and what they can't control. In your situation, you could not control 
either reaction of either driver, but you took accountability and responsibility to point out a situation that you had noticed. And that's just a beautiful story. I couldn't help um, remarking on it um, because of the similarities to what I see when I work with leaders and professionals in organizations. I like that. Sheila, how about you? You know, actually, um, one of the questions I had um, uh, noted, which Karen, you've answered so beautifully, is when does noticing um, equal a call to action? And so I mm. uh, like your perspective that it could be an internal or external experience. Um, I also, one of the paths I went down was uh, researching how to become a better observer or noticer. And I learned about the Bader-Meinhof phenomenon, which can be a, a minor obstruction to noticing in that it's also called frequency bias, where you buy a red car, and now all of a sudden now all you see are red cars all around. <laughs> so just the op, the just the the experience of noticing it the first time opens your eyes to how much it's there, but then can give you the misimpression sometimes that it is everywhere when in fact it's just the way it's always been. <laughs> so, so noticing can be very subjective. <laughs> I like that. And in the definition um the um, Webster dictionary, it talked about to treat with attention or civility. And Karen, this is what you were suggesting, where we watch and do nothing or we act because all, all the little things that we hear now on the on the news, it says, if you see it, you know, if you see something, say something, those kinds of mm -hmm. things. Mm -hmm. And I think about individuals who have just chosen to video accounts that are taking place as opposed to calling 911 or intervening mm -hmm. on the person's behalf. And 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 I think we've lost a little bit of civility. And the situ in, in the military, I learned the term you called organizational awareness. We we called it situational awareness. And it's mm -hmm. the same thing. You you enter a situation, and there are things you have to do. You can either choose to do nothing, you can act, or you can react. Um, and and you're exactly right in leadership, which begs a question for me, Karen. I was thinking as I was walking, because that's when I do my best thinking. <laughs> and I was as wondering, I, said, I mm. said, if I had a time machine and I could put Karen back in her college days or, or senior high school days, what would Karen say to that Karen on advising her to what to notice about people, power, and self-efficacy? So if I could ask you, what would you tell that Karen of, of your college years um, about people, power, and self-efficacy and noticing that? That is a fantastic question. And I think I'm going to start with the self-efficacy first, if I may, um, Wayne. Um, one of the things I have learned over the years, over many, many years, is that like all of us, I have a number of voices in my head. And my voices tell me all sorts of things about what I should have done, what I could have done, who's better than me, who's worse than me, which situation was preferable. There's also this notion, and it's interesting that you chose a time travel concept, but our minds are frequently time traveling. We're always going back to a past situation that if we could have just done it a little differently or if we could have said something a little differently to that person, wow, what a difference it could have made. Or we spend our time 
thinking about, oh my gosh, when, you know, when I get that promotion or when I lose those six extra pounds, my life is going to be so different. That notion of always being in the past or always being in the future and these voices in our heads that are always clouding what we're doing, um, to me, get to the self-efficacy. So one of the things I would say to my to my younger self is pay attention, notice those voices, notice when you're doing those things and put yourself into the time that you're in now because the time that you're in now is just the best, this very, very moment, which really draws to the concept of mindfulness. When you asked about people, you know, there's the, the word notice is an interesting double bent. If you notice somebody, it can just be something that's very fleeting. I see them and they move on. Or you can really notice somebody. So think of a loved one or think of a spouse and really notice them. Notice what um, effect your actions are having on them. Notice how they're feeling on a given day. If you're in a professional workplace and you're in a leadership situation or everybody's a leader in their own rights, noticing what is going on with people, but without necessarily making a judgment and just really seeing it um, and, and taking it in because you, you alluded to it in your definition. It's that paying attention to. It's giving that other person something, some credence and recognizing and affirming. Um, and then just to, you know, coming back to the third element of what you asked around power, I, I think about organizations and I think about leaders. And if we are a designated leader who has a given title, we have a sense of power. And that's not something to be taken lightly. We have an ability to impact people's lives and impact people's work around us. Um, people are constantly looking and watching the person who is in power. And they're taking their cues from them. So I think it's um, critically important that people that are in a position of power are acutely aware and take note or notice what effect and impact their words, actions, and deeds are having on people around them. And also noticing what's going on in the ecosystem around them and being very um, protective of that and you can only do that through being conscious aware and and noticing um i hope i answered your question wayne you absolutely did you absolutely did and you are listening to 27 minutes with sheila and wayne and i just heard sheila almost say think that she was going to say I something did. so sheila i will i will i, I will turn to you okay <laughs> Karen, as you were talking, I was thinking of two different transition times when a person could use the kind of coaching that you provide, and those are when they're entering a new position in a, with a with a responsibility of leadership that maybe they haven't exercised before, and um, getting accustomed to that role and determining how they will fill that role. And also, I see so many cases lately of people who are uh, retiring perhaps, or moving on to a different kind of job where they no longer have that leadership role and transitioning away from the expectations that people will respond in that same way. I can think that those would both be challenging times in someone's life path. They absolutely are. And um, I'm privileged to work with folks that that are in are in both situations. And 
in both cases, this this topic, Sheila, is just is so relevant. Mm-hmm. So when we think about entering a new position, what I advocate, and there's tons of literature on this, is taking a period of time, 30 days, 60 days, 90 days, whatever the organization allows, to really get acclimated into the position, to sit back and watch. In positions I've moved into, I've done one-on-one interviews with all team members so that I can learn from them just about their work and about themselves. And it's okay not to have an answer to everything. It's okay to, to, to use that time um, to notice what's going on around you. Alluding to the concept of stress that gives you the ability to, to regulate yourself and to understand mm-hmm. um, where you are and where that fits in. Similarly, on folks that are retiring and maybe looking for a different career path or different path in life mm-hmm. and a different thing to do, becoming in touch with what you with what you really want to do, you can only do that through noticing what really inspires you and what really ignites your passion. And um, you know, I reflect back on, on, on a woman that I was working with who had moved into a semi-retirement phase. And she kind of giggled when she said, yeah, I have free time to do this. And I said, I noticed that you are um, feeling a little bit, you know, you're giggling as you say that, what's behind the giggle? And she said, you know, I've spent most of my life thinking I have to work and show up and, and, and be there working goodness knows how many hours a day that I I guess I feel kind of embarrassed saying that I'm semi-retired. <laughs> and so we were able to talk and walk walk through that, but getting to the point where she was aware of, this is like a crazy mind thing that I have. It's okay yes. to be at this point in life. And, I, Karen, I, and I, there, I, that goes back to the voices in your head. Go ahead, Wayne. Sorry. That's all right. Karen, I really enjoy what you're saying there. Um, and I, I, have, I have this concept in my head because I believe that notice is a two-way street. It is not one directional, it is, it is two way. And I, I have two examples on that. One time I did a presentation and when I do presentations, I enjoy going towards to the space that I'm gonna be speaking in. And I like to walk, as you said, understanding the ecosystem, I like to walk around the building. I like to walk in, in as far as I can go. And, and I don't infringe on where I shouldn't go, but if there are no signs that say, don't, don't enter, I enter and I just kind of look around. I look at individuals' desks. I look to see if they have plants on their desk or pictures of family or if it's a sterile kind of a thing. I, I look at all those things. And this one time I was talking to a, a, a large group and I had walked the hall of the C-suite and the C-suite was lined with all of these pictures of the past presidents. And there must've been about 25 of them stacked up. And all of them were these these very serious looking you know, pictures with guys in suits and double-breasted suits and had an American flag or books behind them. And then I got to the current president. And as I was telling this story to that group that I was talking to, I said, and while I was doing this, I noticed something has changed because mm-hmm. you, you now have a president who wears um, those flowery Hawaiian shirts and everybody laughed. And I said, so I understand, I think that there's a change coming. And they all said, yes, it was. And it was refreshing change. So I take notice of that. And, mm. and that's from a static display of, again, um, pictures or plants or what have you, but those come alive and tell me a different story. Mm. And what do you think of that? 
I love that. And um, I love the way you, you, you paid attention to the environment to, to garner the information that I'm sure would actually inform your presentation um, as you went through. So I, I just love that. Um, the the two-way street that you alluded to, can you talk a little bit more around that? Absolutely. When um, talent is manifold, but the two-way street is there are people who are looking and there are people who are being looked at, but those people who are being looked at are also looking as well. And it's just like communication. Communication is not a one-way, it doesn't go through one funnel, it goes through this pipeline, this bi-directional. Um, I, I, I have talked to businesses about talent scouts and they look at me like I'm crazy and I say, um, there's, there's a group that they're experts in talent scouts and I think you can do the same kind of thing, but you need to put the proper people in place and give them the proper education or training to notice what the talent is. And here and here's what I would tell them. The professional individuals that I'm talking about that can just, they can see talent and in 30 seconds to 45 seconds, they know if this athlete has the potential to go into the pros or whichever direction that this talent scout is looking at. And I think we can do the same thing in business and mm -hmm. in school. I think we can have administrators, leaders, managers, bosses, teachers, whomever, they can look at engaged individuals and they would know pretty closely within five to 10 minutes of conversation if this person is going to be um, amenable to, wow, I can mentor this individual and this person can tap I could tap into their potential and they would be a superstar as opposed to looking at someone and talking to them. And you, like you said before, you immediately notice that there's nothing, there's no energy coming from here. They have nothing really to offer right now. Um, I will, I will move on. And here's my other example. I was watching a team, um, a quick response, rapid response forces team, almost like a SWAT team. Um, and they were giving us a demonstration and as they went into this room, they were, you know, drawing weapons and doing, throwing flashbangs and all kinds of things. And I asked the guy at the end, one of them, I said, how do you know or when do you move off of a person? And he said, as soon as I see their hands, because I tell, we tell them, raise your hands or put your hands out in front of you. As soon as I see your hands and there's nothing in there, I'm not interested in you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and I can move on. And so that's a two that's the two-way street. The the information is being sent that I have nothing because my hands are stretched out in front of me um and I'm of no interest to you so move on and they do or I'm hiding one hand and you're still going to notice that and all of a sudden okay, I have to direct my attention or I have to distinguish whether you're a bad guy or a good guy. And yeah. I have to take more time to do that. Does that answer your question? It does. I love that. And as as you were speaking, I was reflecting on on your notion of talent scouts, and I was thinking, I wonder what in what in enables them to do that within thirty mm -hmm. or forty five seconds. Mm -hmm. And what I what I thought about was those individuals are probably so attuned to their intuition or instinct, whatever you want to call it that they are able to understand what effect somebody is having on them 
to know whether it would be a right fit or a wrong fit. And this gets back to a little bit of the earlier discussion we were having where our minds are so often clouded Mm. or our intuition is so often clouded by what's going on in our mind that if we're not noticing what we're really feeling or what we're really picking up about another person or the environment or the situation, we could end up making a decision or taking an action that is not necessarily in the interests of in the best interests of anyone. And so that that notion of noticing what's inside you, noticing what's outside of you and being able to tap into that to take appropriate action or to take the appropriate next step is so critical. So I love those examples. Thank you, Wayne. Oh, you're welcome. And Sheila, I hate to do this. I hate oh to be the bearer of bad news. <laughs> it always happens so we, fast. We are at that time. <laughs> well, um, I just I just want to uh, say a few wrap-up things, and every each of us can get a chance to do that. But as you were just talking about that last experience, and Karen, when you were talking about the internal um choice point, I think about situational awareness and noticing what's around you. I think women especially are um, attuned to walking in a dark parking lot and yes, knowing yes. where the lights are and where your car is and if there's anyone around you. And if we aren't, then if I'm not, then I need to start paying better attention <laughs> because uh, it's just, yes. just for safety's sake. But, uh, you know, I've just, I really love the examples both of you have given today. I, um, I, I'm walking away from this wanting to sharpen my powers of observation internally and externally. And I just wanted to say, too, when I was looking on your website, Karen, to illuminate, that you mentioned compassion and clarity and confidence. And uh, even your voice is full of compassion. And so thank you for that perspective. And obviously, there's so much more we could learn from you, but we really appreciate your being here today. And so, Wayne, how can we reach you if we're looking for you? You can find me at mindsinking.com. Email me with comments or questions or possible verbs that you want us to talk about at wayne at mindsinking.com. And Sheila, and, how can they get, find well, you? Well, I wanted to ask Karen because I, 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 I skimmed right over Karen asking us how we can reach her. Certainly. <laughs> thank you so much, Sheila. And thank you so much, Wayne. Um, if anybody wants to reach me, I can be reached at kshram at toilluminatellc.com. And Thank Sheila, you, how can they find you? Zeke and Sheila.com. And there's a link there for my email as well. Karen, thank you very much for being here. Yes, Karen. And Sheila, you. and Sheila, would you take us home, please? Uh, like we always say, and it comes through every week, it's all about relationships and verbs. So thank you all for listening. And we look forward to talking to you next week. Thanks, everyone. Bye now. Bye-bye.